0: Now, here's a story to make a blood run cold. It involves a bride, a wedding dress, and a giant mistake. To tell us the story, I'm joined by Donna McQuaid. Hi, Donna. Hi, Jesse. Thank you for your time today. I understand you've had a bit of an upsetting time.
1: Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so... I loaned my wedding dress to a friend who was engaged a couple of years ago. She uh, got engaged. They were building a house and things. And I actually had two dresses. I had one that I picked up, which was never going to be the right dress for me, but it was cheap and I thought, oh, you know, it might do. And then I had the extraordinarily expensive designer dress that I fell (laughs) in love with and eventually just bit the bullet and bought because it was gorgeous and it was the only dress that made me feel so amazing.
0: Oh, this is... So, I'm just getting in tune with your accent, by the way, Donna. I think I've got it now. So you got, <laughs> <laughs> you, you were married yourself in 2016, yes?
1: Yeah. So I got married, and then my husband's a Kiwi, so we came to New Zealand shortly afterwards, and the dress went in the storage. And I, I didn't really know what to do with it, and I always thought it would be a shame if... It just stayed and gathered dust and never got seen again. So when yeah. my friend got engaged, gear, look, take it, have a fabulous time. It would have looked beautiful on her. She was quite a similar build to what I was when I got married. Would have looked great. And said, take both the dresses, try them on. If either of them work for you, brilliant. The only caveat is I want this one back. Cause this is my actual wedding dress and I want it back. And so she... Took them and I thought no more about it. Unfortunately, her relationship broke down earlier this year, and so I left it a few months because you know you don't want to look bloodthirsty going in and saying
0: <laughs> you're not going to need that wedding dress anymore. Falling
1: apart, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I left it till August, and then I I texted her and said, look, can I get can I get those dresses back at some point? And she said, yeah, no worries, I'll drop them off next week. And then didn't think anything about it until Friday. And she she rang me and we had a bit of a chat and then she said, Look, there's no way to no easy way to say this, but your dress accidentally got donated and it's gone. I went to the Salvation Army in Lower Hot. I've been in, I've had a look, it's not there. I'm oh, really sorry it's gone. No. And I kind of said, Look, it's fine. I'm okay with this, it's fine and the truth is that I'm not. I'm really not it. It was never, it was meant to come back to me. It was never me getting rid of the dress. There, there's a whole lot of emotion that I have attached to this thing. And I didn't mind her going out and having fun. And if it got ripped or stained or whatever, fantastic things should be used. Yeah. But it was meant to come back to me because I wasn't finished with it. Um, I've got a couple of kids myself. And at some point I would have liked to show them my dress and telling the story of the run up to my wedding and how this wasn't, you know, it was expensive and I went shopping with my mum and the memories that are tied in with my mum around it and those are also some of the last good memories I have of my mum that run up to the wedding and the oh, wedding boy. itself yeah because I moved to New Zealand shortly afterwards and she had a stroke the following year and I went back to Northern Ireland after my daughter was born to introduce her but my mum wasn't the same you mm. know Things had changed, and she died shortly after that. Uh, My parents both died that year, so it was a bit of a rough year. Yeah, gosh. And the dress isn't important for my connection to the wedding, because I'm still building that life. You know, I've got my husband, I've got my kids, my marriage is healthy, but I've no more memories with my mum. I cannot make new ones. And this is one of those tangible objects that's a a real connection to some happy times that I will never get a chance to read out.
0: Yeah, it's not just a dress.
1: No. And I thought it was. I actually, because at that point it was just a dress. But then my mum died and, yeah, I don't have much I have much to show my kids that's connected yeah. with my life before I came to New Zealand. Yeah. There's very little, and that was one of the very few tangible things that they might actually be genuinely interested to see at some point.
0: Yeah, Where were we talking, by the way? I'm hearing nor- Northern Ireland, is it?
1: You're good. Yeah, yeah um, I grew up in Belfast.
0: Okay. Um, so you've talked to the people at the Salvation Army shop.
1: Yeah. Um, it's definitely not there. It went to the lower hut, and they do send it there things around the Wellington region, so I've run all of them, and it's, it could have gone to any of them, but nobody has seen it. I have had a tip this afternoon saying someone thought they saw it in the window of the Salvation Army in Upper Hut about two months ago, Yeah, with two other dresses, but I haven't had a chance to even chase that up yet. So it, it definitely went to the Salvation Army at some time in the past few months, and... Yeah, if someone's out there, they're probably having nightmares if they're listening to this going, oh my God, that's now my dress. I don't want to give it up. And I don't want this wonderful bride who's got a bargain at an op shop yeah. to feel like she has to give this back to me and find another dress. This is this is her property. She bought and paid for this, whoever she is. But when her wedding's over, can I have it back? Yeah. Because my mum never got to show me her dress. I want to show my kids my dress. <laughs>
0: It's hard to imagine that anyone would begrudge you that. Um, if they got to wear the dress that they wanted for their wedding, um, it's hard to imagine anyone declining the um, opportunity to give it back and, and to um, provide a happy ending to this story. Can you just? We've got a picture on our website, RNZ.co.nz/Jessie. Can you describe the dress for us?
1: Yeah. So it was a Maggie Sotero, who's a very popular bridal designer. Um, not cheap. <laughs> Not cheap at all. Um, It was strapless and lace flower overlay over a white underlay, and it had a beautiful scalloped lace edge, no fringing on it. It was scalloped lace edging on the bottom and around the chest as well. Um, It was in a box, and the box was about the size of a small suitcase with a handle on it. It was in its original box with a bridal sash that had some beautiful jewels on it. Uh, Less bolero to give me a little bit of modesty because it was quite a busty dress, <laughs> 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 so it had a bolero. De to cover me up for the ceremony and it had a veil with a hole in it because I made the veil myself and it wasn't stitched particularly well in the first place. And then the morning of the wedding I steamed a hole in it and thought, <laughs> ah <laughs> I don't have a backup quick the green just will put the hole under me. Wow. So okay. The, the beautiful that is the a dodgy looking veil.
0: That is the detail eh the veil with the hole in it.
1: Yeah. So yeah it's it's a Maggie Sotero. It would have been a very unique find for an op shop, I think, because they don't normally get given away. They yeah. get sold. And I was in perfect condition except for one little smudge at the, on the toe line of the hem that I could not get out after the wedding. I tried everything to get that smudge of dirt <laughs> out and it wouldn't come out. So there's one smudge of dirt on the hem at the toe.
0: Weddings bring out the the best in people, and and probably bring out the worst in some ways as well. So we'll just reiterate again that if, that if somebody has this address, you're you're not looking to spoil their big day. You want their big day to be perfect as well. You just want to talk to them afterwards.
1: Yeah, completely. And I don't want to t- tell anybody who it is because you know you don't want to spoil the the bride's surprise because mm. you know this is her her yep. moment as well. So. But there's a point when you're done with your wedding and life goes on. And when she hits that point, I'm not quite finished with this dress. This dress was meant to be shown to my children when they're old enough to understand my story and my mum's story and the connections to my history. And I'm not there yet. Is there, Do I have
0: this right? Is there another wedding dress in your family history?
1: Yeah, so when I did the wedding dress shop and I went with my mum and my aunt and my bridesmaid and after we looked at all the dresses and we my mum actually saw me try this on in the shop and we sat down and we got talking about my mummy's wedding and I'd seen the photos over the years and I hadn't realised she actually designed her own wedding dress and my granny was an amazing seamstress who sewed wedding dresses for one of the main shops in Belfast. So my mummy designed the dress and she was getting my granny to make it and there's Lots of little stories. One of the, the, the bigger stories was she knew the lace that she wanted and it was a very particular kind of lace called Cross McGlenn lace. And she kept going into the shop and looking at it and she was hoping for a sale or something because she couldn't afford it. And the man who owned the shop saw her keep coming in and she'd been a good customer over the years. And so he actually gifted her the Cross McGlenn lace for her wedding dress. Gosh. And so, you know, I've got the photos and I've got the memories. I didn't know until I was getting ready for my own wedding, that she designed it. My granny had made it. And so I asked her, you know, where is the dress? And we were made homeless in the mid 80s when my mum was at home one day and she, we lived in a Catholic area, a Catholic estate that was serviced by a person postman. And she saw him getting the living daylights kicked out of him. By a couple of people who she knew, and she knew that they were paramilitaries. Um, She knew exactly what was going on, and she still wanted the police at the time, even though she knew that there would probably be some bounce back. Uh, Went to court, they got done, and the bounce back was that they burnt our house to the ground. Thankfully, being Northern Ireland at the time and things just the way things were, um, a friend heard what the plan was. And she rang my mummy. She got a message to my mummy and said, "Get out of the house! They're coming for you." Oh my and my mummy grabbed me and my brother. We were toddlers at the time. Uh, whatever she could carry, jumped on the bus up to Belfast. And yeah, the house went up with everything in it that night.
0: What a thing! So, to, what a thing to live through.
1: It was, and I didn't get <laughs> just how how insane that story was because I grew up in Northern Ireland and like any of your listeners who grew up in Northern Ireland we all have a litany of bizarre stories like this that were just our daily fare growing up in that part of the world in that time and so I didn't think about it and I think this is why I'm so emotional about having lost my wedding dress because I became a parent and then my mum died shortly afterwards and there's so many questions I have now like How on earth did they survive without going utterly insane during the 80s in Northern Ireland with everything they went through? Because that's not the only story by a long margin. Um, You know, I I can't ask these questions anymore. And there's, yeah, I've been really thinking over the weekend why I was so upset about losing that. And it's because my own kids don't have a connection to my life growing up I grew up in the same area as my mum did you know my dad was across town I used to go by my granny's house regularly it's the neighbours around me had known my mum for decades my kids don't have that I've only been here six years and so so they have very little connection to my life
0: how old are your and children lo- how old are your children Donna? Uh, five and one. Oh, so gosh. they have no idea about this and yeah.
1: they yeah they won't get it um so this dress was meant to, you know, just be in storage and come out in about twenty years' time yeah. when somebody gets married, yeah. and then it opens the door to some stories that they might never have heard. Like I had never heard the story of how my mum designed her dress. Yeah. So that's why I want it back because there's there's a ta- it's a tangible connection to a life that I've left behind that they will never be exposed to.
0: Can I say it must have taken tremendous courage for your mother in that environment to call the police and report something that she felt wasn't right
1: yeah and again I didn't get that we had a complicated relationship and she was a complicated woman Um, I never got how brave my parents were with some of the things that they did they drove me nuts at times it was (laughs) as children and parents do we clashed quite a lot over the years but yeah I I never I never scratched the surface on that it's a story that me and my brother both know because you know Growing up, it's just one of part of your history how you got to Belfast. But yeah, I, I would love to go back and ask her more about it now because I have kids and I understand in a way that I never did before I had children just how, how that must have been. They ended up living with my, oh my, my father in law for six weeks.
0: That must resonate, Donna. That must resonate with so many people listening. The, the yeah. change in perspective you get when you have your own children and suddenly your difficult relationship with your own parents, um, you get a new perspective on it. Um, a couple of things. must be very tough on the relationship with you and your friend. I imagine that's at a pretty uh, low point at the moment.
1: Um, so I don't see her regularly anyway because, you know, she's at a different stage of life.
0: Yeah, okay. So
1: it's not like we go out partying all the time. I've, okay. I'm in bed by 9 o'clock most nights. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Okay, and then your husband? Uh, do you guys have the sort of relationship where you're just yarning about something, and then you happen to tell a story from your childhood, and he's like, "What?"
1: <laughs> Every too often, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we've got most of the big ones out over the years. <laughs> there was a after my parents' funeral, There was a couple of stories that I hadn't heard before came up then, and you know, I came back here and told my my husband, and yeah. We could write a book. Me and my brother always said we'd Mm -hmm. write a book about some of the antics that happened, you know, drive-by shootings and shenanigans running around in the middle of the night trying to avoid her dad. She'd broken out of curfew and then a riot started and she got stuck on the wrong side of a riot and she's trying to get back in across people firing guns and stuff. So her dad didn't find out that she snuck out of the house kind of a thing. Um, And there's a few of my, my own as well, but... Yeah, it's, it's nice to tell these stories. but Yeah,
0: and so when Kiwis say, hey, New Zealand's very divided at the moment, you say, hey, you guys don't know the half of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, yeah, well, what got, I'm grateful for? I've got a feeling, Donna. I've got a feeling. I think we'll find this dress for you.
1: I'm hoping so, Jesse. I'm if, really, really grateful for everyone who's taken the time to get in
0: touch. Yeah, if it's not offshore, and I'm sure it won't be, um, if it's in New Zealand, we'll find it, and um, we'll keep you posted and thanks so much for sharing so many of your stories with us today.
1: Oh, Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.
0: Don McQuaid, she's lost her wedding dress last seen at Salvation Army store. Uh, you can take a look at it online if you know someone getting married or who has got married this year. Um, get in touch, see if you can help.